Hey everyone, welcome back to the True Blue Podcast. I am your host, Zachary Sukardi. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Podcast True Blue. We're here for session 11. It is Monday night, March 16th. I was just playing the uh, kalimba, which is sort of like a, um, it's like a thumb piano, if you will. It's an African instrument. Um, I got it in Taos, New Mexico. It's made out of a coconut. Uh, really cool. Really fun to play with. Yeah, it's really neat. My homie Tyler said that uh, he likes that I play drums instead of tapping on the um, table. So he uh, suggested I maybe play this. So it's pretty cool. It's been a while since I played this little thing, though. It's pretty neat. Anyway, here we are. It's fucking Monday night. We're here. We're back at it. I took off last week. You know, I kind of fell into a little bit of a depression last week. Um, I, I found it hard to get anything done. Had a lot of time, but really didn't get a lot done. Um, sometimes I've noticed that when I get depressed, I'm just like super unproductive. Um, but one thing I will say is I still went to the gym. I still did my exercises. I still had my food plan. Um, you know, I, I was still in it, which is real important because I know somewhere, even if it doesn't feel it at the time, it kind of like registers. It clicks off that like checkbox for me that says, hey, despite being in a sullen mood, I still tried. I still put forth some effort. So for me, going into this week, that really has helped me kind of come out of my depression and shake it off a little bit. Um, doing this podcast definitely helps. It's good to talk things out. It's good to be open and honest about how you're feeling. We're all human. We all go through things. We're all emotional. So, you know, very important. So happy to be sharing that with everyone here. Um, Tomorrow is St. Paddy's Day. It's uh, March 17th. I am Irish. I'm half Irish. I come from an Irish family. I was raised by my mom's side, who was all Irish, 100% Irish. And then there's uh, me and my sister, who are only 50%. Um, But anyway, uh, I don't like corned beef and cabbage. I never did. I like Irish soda bread. I love potatoes. I love potatoes like through and through. I'm not really a big drinker. I probably even haven't had a drink at all this year. I drink very rarely. So I'm not really into the, you know, Irish drinking thing. I don't fight either. I'm not really, I mean, I get angry, sure, you know, and I'm I'm stubborn as hell, but I don't fight. So being Irish on St. Paddy's Day, it's cool. Green's cool. I've always liked the color green, you know. Um, and you know, with all the Irish stuff, I, there's a couple of really cool Irish sayings that I'm going to share with you guys. I'll probably share them on, uh, Instagram or, um, Twitter. Um, some, some pretty cool ones. I went to Ireland once. I may have mentioned this before. I went in 2001. I actually broke edge over there. So up until 2001 and going to Europe, I was straight edge. Didn't do drugs, didn't smoke, none of that shit. Uh, excuse me. When I, when I went to Ireland... I guess it just felt right. I was on vacation in a new country, and it was a big deal for me to be in Ireland, coming from an Irish family, 
You know, I was so happy to be there. I almost felt like I made my mom and my grandmother proud just being there, just getting to be in in uh, in Ireland. Um, so yeah, I had my first drink over there. Um, it was a lot of fun, you know, until it wasn't, <laughs> because it definitely it definitely wasn't at a certain point. You know, I uh, I definitely uh, felt all the effects, if you know what I'm saying, but. Um, yeah, so that's cool. I went to Ireland. I'd like to go back one of these days. It's definitely one of those places that I'm like, you know, want to go, you know, check out more of Ireland. Um, so here we are. We're here. It's session 11. We got that coronavirus bullshit going on. And I'm all for being smart, washing your hands, taking your vitamins, drinking your water, you know, keeping distance and stuff and playing it safe. But what I'm not for is I'm not for people fucking freaking out. I'm not for people going to the grocery store like crazy, you know, buying all this shit. I'm not for people trying to convince you that that it's, you know, serious business. And why are you out? Why are you living your life? Why are you still doing things? You know, and I have uh, some really close friends, people who I love and I, I think have a, you know, a very smart and they're really taking the whole angle of like, you know, you got to, you know, you got to prep and you have to buy all this stuff and it's going to be months and they're really freaking out. And honestly, for me, like I'll joke about it. I'll listen. But after a while, I'm like, all right, that's enough. Let me live. Let me live. So, I, you know, I, I went to the gym today. I swam my laps, uh, did the sauna. Um, I've been eating out, you know, I mean, I'm washing my hands and showering and being clean, but, you know, I'm definitely not freaking out. Um, but just how people have been responding, it's just, it really turns me off, to be honest with you. So I'm happy to be here doing this podcast. Hopefully this is something that you guys can check out and, you know, um, take a break from all that madness and craziness that you know that you're seeing everywhere on social media you're hearing from your co-workers you know you're seeing on the news take a deep breath you know i mean you have to be smart you have to be informed but it comes a certain point where you got to say that's enough i gotta live you know what i mean i gotta live let me live so that's my little coronavirus pepperoni pizza eater I'll probably never mention it again unless that shit is, you know, ongoing, ongoing, ongoing. Even then, I'll probably barely mention it because I'm sick and fucking tired of hearing about it. Even just the word corona, like I hear it uh, coming out of people's mouths and I'm just like, oh, can we talk about something else, please? Ugh. Anyway, here we are. We're just chilling. It's Monday night, the 16th. I... Uh, I got some of my plans to New Jersey solidified. Shout out to my little brother who's picking me up from the airport. Shout out to my friend Tom who's driving me to Philly to get to that wedding. And then shout out to my homie Kevin who I'm going to be spending some time with while I'm in Philly. I'll be in Philly for like two or three days. We had talked this last weekend and kind of uh, solidified some of the itinerary of like what I'll be doing, how long I'll be there. So that feels good that things are, are definitely coming together on this trip. Um, hopefully it happens, you know, I, I mean, it's in May. I think that should be enough time, but again, I don't know. I'll just take it day by day. Um, so, but yeah, I, I am excited. 
the more and more the trip comes together, you know, the different stages of the planning, the buying the tickets, uh, all the things that, you know, that I'll, I'll be doing with renting, uh, renting a car, um, and then just hanging out, just chilling with my mom, doing the mundane, you know, chilling with friends. I'll only be in Jersey for a little bit because I'll just be there like a week. I'm coming back again in August. That's for like for the main vacation, but I'm just going to be just hanging out. Uh, to be honest with you, too, going to New Jersey in May is kind of boring to me. I'd rather, I'd much rather go in the fall. For those of you who've never been to New Jersey or the East Coast, I'm going to give you a tip. Go in the fall. Go in the fucking fall. It's the best. Sometimes fall is only like a two-week window because it goes summer to winter. But when you're there and you see all the trees changing colors and the smell, there's a crisp smell of a New Jersey fall that is so like entangled in nostalgic and just you know memories and things that I just cherish and it's just such a like again it's such a great time to be there and you just you just can't beat it it has that like that smell and that coolness sweatshirt weather you're not freezing you're not sweating you're just wearing a sweatshirt you're just chilling that's the best so but I'm going in May because my friends are getting married I can't decide when people get married uh, and then going in the summer for some concerts and um, just to just go and chill. I'd probably go again in the fall, but I'm excited to have this stuff planned. Life is about having something to look forward to, no matter how small or how big. So um, here we are. We're going to get into the self-care tip of the week. And I decided to talk about, um, or I should say, I decided to make the self-care tip of the week. Uh, and the tip is to tell someone you love them. You don't necessarily have to say I love you. There's many different ways that you could say I love you without saying those words. I'm fortunate enough to be able to say that to most of my friends and family. I, have, I don't have a problem with saying it. I don't have a problem with expressing it. It's funny. I have some siblings who can say it. And then I have some siblings who can't. They say it in other ways, but I sometimes have a little fun with them, and I'm always like, I love you, you know, or I, I joke with one of my siblings, and I'm like, you know, I tell him to, to, I'm like, you should go talk to Brian and just tell him how much you love him and, you know, take him in your arms and just, just being stupid, but um, it's just something that I, that, I, uh, that I noticed. And I will say this, for me, it's very important um, and Although there are the different love languages that I'm about to get into, to hear those words, it's, it's very nice. Um, and I'm grateful that I do have a couple siblings who are able to say that. Friends as well. It's kind of neat. I think when I started getting into my 30s, I started telling some of my friends and they started telling me um, that they, you know, that, that, that we love each other, um, you know, at the end of conversations and things. And it's, it's really cool. You know, I mean, you've, you spent, you know, years with these people and you've gone through things and just to kind of hear it as you get older, a little bit more commonplace is real nice. Anyway, so I'm going to talk about the five different love languages. There's actually a book on this. There's a, a quiz that you can take online. I think it's just five love languages.com, the number five and then love love languages. If you Google it, you can easily find it. So I took this quiz and it broke down the five love love languages in in the order of um, strongest 
um, and they ordered from strongest to weakest for me. I should say weakest. That's really not good, but you know, the strongest or the the whatever my strongest love language to the one that I don't you know I guess use the most or whatever the fuck. So, let me just read through the love languages. And then I will break down, there's like a little paragraph for each one that kind of explains like what it's about. And I'll just try to paraphrase. I'm not going to read you guys paragraphs. It's kind of wiggity. All right, so acts of service, quality time, words of affirmation, receiving gifts, and physical touch. Those are the five love languages there. So for me, the number one love language was acts of service that speak to me the most. And... You know, this is a good one because, you know, I just mentioned some of my siblings who can't say I love you and the two that I'm thinking about. One of them's picking me up from the airport. Um, you know, um, we we talk a lot on the phone. You know, this this brother of mine listens. You know, he's a really good listener, um, you know, really cares about you and what you're saying and feeling. And just being there, that's an act of service. And he's picking me up from the airport. I mean, that is a huge, you know, living here in Albuquerque, the airport's so close. It's it's a it's a nice favor. But when you live in Jersey and you got to get someone to take you to the airport or pick you up, that's a big deal. That's right up there with helping someone move. It really is because getting to the airport sucks. It just sucks. Whether you go to JFK, you go to um, uh, Newark, any of the airports back east, it's it's definitely a trek. So that's definitely a big act of service when it comes to this uh, to this love language. Um, but yeah, just having someone do something for you, you know, help um, you know um, shoulder the burden of whatever. You know, I mentioned moving. That's a big one. Which, by the way, I do not like helping people move because I hate lifting undistributed weight. It's just asking to get injured. I mean, I'll move shit around. You know, I'll I'll help like find you a moving company but i'm not one of your moving friends i will be an airport friend though you know and i come through in you know other other ways which make me awesome but i'm just not trying to help you move but that is a big one that really is a big one um so yeah acts of service so keep that in mind you know i mean you you may know someone who's really not open or comfortable with saying i love you or maybe some of these other love love languages like physical touch or um things like that um, but acts of service is definitely a big one. One that I've had to like kind of translate over time to realize that this is someone's love language. So the next one on here for me is quality time. Um, and really that's that's huge. All we have on this earth is time. I mean, that's it. And, you know, that's the most viable thing. Sometimes like I've you know, taking days off from work where maybe I would have gotten paid or paid more for a holiday. But my time is so much more valuable than getting paid extra or, you know, standing in line somewhere or whatever the case is. Um, so to actually give someone your quality time, whether you're listening, spending time with them, going with them somewhere, uh, watching TV, it could be the most mundane thing, excuse me, but just that you're spending that time with them really means a lot. I know for me, when I go back to New Jersey and I get to spend time with, with my friends and I get to spend time with with my mom and my family, we're just doing the normal shit. I mean, we go grocery shopping, we eat pizza, 
we watch we watch TV. You know, my mom loves watching TV, so I'll watch the local news with her. You know, and it's cool. It's really just important to me to spend that actual time, you know, with her, um, and just being with being with someone. You know, I don't know if it's getting older or maybe this is just something I've just sort of just realized, but just being with friends and doing nothing. I mean, literally, like going for a walk, um, working out together. I mean, yeah, you're doing stuff, but like it just just being with that person is really what the what the biggest sell is for me, what the um, what the biggest takeaway is. And it makes whatever activity that you're that you're doing just much easier. So the next one is words of affirmation, um, like I love you, I miss you, you know, I'm thinking about you. This is a big one for me. Anytime someone has told me that they would that they've been thinking about me, or like they'll hear a song, and they're like, "Man, Zach, I heard this song and it made me think of you." That is so awesome. Just that I've crossed their stream of consciousness and they decided to share that with me is so great. You know, that people will actually think of you is so amazing. I mean, you're not even with them. You're not even in the same state or time zone, and they're thinking of you. And then when they take the time, the quality time, to reach out and say, hey, I thought of you. I saw this this clip from this, you know, Seinfeld episode, and it made me think of you. Or, you know, I heard this song, or I saw this, you know, this person who kind of looked like you, or whatever the case is. That's uh, always really, really, um, really special to me. And then hearing I love you, it means a lot, especially coming from certain people, you know, like your parents, your boyfriend, your girlfriend, your husband, your wife, something about it. For me, this is just for me, just it really, really means something to me. Um, And then someone, you know, just expressing that, expressing their, their, their feelings, um, you know, that they're there for you, you know, that you're not forgotten, they're encouraging you, they're trying to, you know, um, help you thrive, you know, things, things like that really do go a long way. So that's the third one on the list here for the five love languages. And then coming in at fourth is receiving gifts. This one's an interesting one because really it's more just the thought behind the actual gift. You know, and any honestly, anytime I've been given gifts, especially that that someone actually made, someone makes me a gift, I am blown away. I really am because they created something and then they're sharing and giving it to me. I mean, like it's it's one of those things that like it, it just really goes a long way. I actually have a painting that my grandmother painted me back in two thousand one. It's a painting of this angel. That if my apartment burned down, there'd be two things I would grab. Oh, say three things. One is my dog, because I love my dog, obviously. I'm not a fucking piece of shit. I'm going to save my dog. Uh, second is this is this painting that my grandmother did for me. And third is probably my hockey jersey that I got when I was a kid. I got a New Jersey Devils jersey with my last name on it and my, and my, and my number. Um, so those are the three things that if my house burns down that I'm going to take with me. But anyway, yeah. So my 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 grandmother made me this. Oh, sorry. My uh, my grandmother made me this this painting, and it just means so much to me. Like it's just the best. And anytime you have you know a gift, you're excited to like give someone is the best feeling. 
I recently got my sister this Smiths shirt. It was like a mashup between the Smiths and Married with Children. Um, and I, I sent it to her and she, she, she got it like last week and it was just so cool. I love sending gifts when the person doesn't know and then it just shows up at their door. That is the best, that whole, uh, that, uh, sneak attack vibe. I just love that, you know, cause you're going about your day. It could be whatever kind of day. And all of a sudden you get a, you know, you get a gift from someone and it's like, oh shit, look at this. So that's definitely one that uh, I want to shout here. Receiving gifts really is. It's really, um, it's really like a great thing to be able to to share and see see something that remo- that makes you think of someone and actually sharing it with them. Really cool. All right. So last but not least, on the five love languages is physical touch. This one's interesting um, because it came up last for me. Um, you know, very, very important, you know, um, whether you're hugging someone, you're just, you know, um, putting your arm around them, um, anything, pat on the back, whatever, high five, a handshake, whatever the fuck, the physical touch goes a long way. It's very powerful. It really is. I mean, there's a lot of things that go into healing when it comes to, you know, to, uh, physical touch, obviously with, you know, massage therapy and things like that, but. Touch really does um, does really say a lot when it comes to the uh, love languages. Sometimes people, they don't have the right words, you know. Or, you know, a lot of times when people um, suffer death in the family, it's really hard to say anything, you know. But you put your arm around that person and you squeeze tight and, I don't know, it goes a long way. I know there have been times for me when I've lost... Um, people in my life and the times where I've been able to connect with whoever friend family you know and you're just hugging that like person and you just lost someone like you know you just want to squeeze them so tight you know just that there's like two people and they're close and you can you know smell the other person you can maybe hear their heart beating or whatever it's it's pretty amazing It, it really is to have that kind of connection in this earth um, you know, I mean, it doesn't have to be a sad thing, you know, it could just be anything, you know, you haven't seen someone in like a long time, you give them a big hug, um, you know, any, anything, you know, it, it really does, it does, uh, make a lot of difference. So these are the five love languages. So if you want to take this quiz, just go on Google, type in five love, love languages, and you will find this, this quiz. And they have it broken down for like couples and people who are single and kids and I think family and shit. So if you want to take it with your significant other and kind of get a better understanding, definitely something I would encourage. There's a book and all that shit. So if you want to take it to that next level, that's cool. Uh, But for me, it was neat to just go through, take this little quiz and see what five love languages, um, how they stacked up for me. All right, everyone. So that's the self-care portion of my podcast. Again, thanks for joining joining me here. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Podcast True Blue. So I thought I would read a couple of poems from this um, haiku anthology. It's called Haiku Moment, an anthology of contemporary North American haiku. I like these because haikus are so short, and these anthologies have like 500 different poems. So it's really cool, and they're really inspiring. You know, there's sometimes where I'll read some of these, and I want to write my own version of it. 
And that's a cool little exercise. You're not copying it, but you're taking the theme and trying to like write your own version. It's kind of a cool little exercise that you know I've done from time to time. Um, so I'm just gonna read through these. I'm really not gonna shout out the the author because there's so many. Um, it's called Haiku Moment, so you could find it on Amazon. It has like a frog on it, like a toad. Yeah, so check it out. Okay, so I'm going to read some of these poems. I've not, like, looked through this. Usually sometimes what I'll do is I'll, you know, highlight some and whatever. But uh, when I got this book, I circled them and highlighted them. So I figured, you know, I would just go off of that. All right, so here goes. Let's read some poetry here. A crow flies becoming the darkness on an autumn evening. It's pretty cool. Crows are really smart, by the way. I don't know that much about birds, but I know crows are pretty fucking smart. One eye open, the cat eyes, the fly, the long, slow day. It's pretty cool. Without a thought, the neighbor's backyard turns green. November, no sound from the morning dove except its wings. Read that again. November, no sound from the morning dove except its wings. The Carnot wipes his beak on a twig and takes another berry. Autumn twilight, only the foam of the waterfall. That's cool. Even the cellar rats sleeping late this snowy morning. Midday blizzard, not seeing beyond the pines, not seeing the pines. Love that. I love how like visual these are. Just like a moment in time that are just just captured. Twilight deepens the wordless things I know. I like that. Clean summer breeze, the curtain as far out the window as it will go. Reads kind of funny. Let's see here. Hard rain, the carp all gathered under the bridge. Autumn wind, a frog singing under my hot tub. Okay. New leaves a day at a time creeping up the mountain. In the yellow sun on the meadow, suddenly grasshopper. Cloudy day, half a load of clothes in the wash. <laughs> Late summer, just waiting for the leaves to come down. From her window, at sundown, at moon down. Love that. Alone in the rain, even my shadow washed away. No stars tonight, but the fireflies so close you can touch them. Suddenly here, grasshopper on my knee, suddenly gone. Love that. I have one that's kind of like that about a hummingbird. Listening as the wave retreats into itself. Summer afternoon, a beach umbrella no one comes to. Coming home in the empty bed, just winter moon. How delicately a black cat crosses the frozen field. Glass doors, the old cat pauses before entering the night. Evening rain, the downrush of day into shadow. It's pretty cool. Already the bees have discovered the flowers on the new grave. That's so cool. I mean, God, like, that paints such a picture. 
light morning mist. Only the roller coaster rises above the trees. Man, roller coasters. I haven't been on a roller coaster in forever, man. That was something I used to be very afraid of heights until I was like in ninth grade. And then my friend and his mom took me to Virginia and we went to Bush Gardens. And I wasn't going to let someone take me on vacation and not go on a roller coaster. So I did and I loved it. Loved it. Loved it so much I used to go a bunch with friends and I loved sitting right in the front. That way you get to see everything first. And it's kind of cool because I was like, as much as I was enjoying, I was conquering a fear. And from what I remember about being on, on roller coasters is you feel so young. You really do. It just it It's like you're not in control. You're with all these people. Everyone's screaming, having a good time. You're going all over the place. And something about it is so like young and youthful to me. It just brings up uh, those kind of feelings. Really cool. All right. So I'm going to read uh, five more. Okay. Hold me to five. All right, let me see here. A brown leaf floats where yesterday I swam with a friend. The still air before and after my passing. Hiking into the clouds, the view within. All right, two more. Let's see here. In a blizzard, the city becoming these few blocks hell yeah can definitely relate to that all right last one second snowfall and still the leaves cling it's pretty cool anyway yeah this is from haiku moment just a moment in time everybody a moment in time like that like that i hate when i'm like trying to make a point and i don't snap like at the right volume or it doesn't really happen it just sucks it really just takes the wind out of your sail so you guys try it again all right, so we're on to the last segment, the song of the week. So the song I chose this week is by a band called One Day as a Lion. The song is called Last Letter. Now, this is a band that has Zach De La Roca from Rage Against the Machine and Inside Out in it. And it also has a great drummer named John Theodore. I'd say he's probably one of my favorite drummers. I have, yeah, yeah, I would say so. He, um, the first, I, I found out about him first on the Mars Volta. They have uh, an album called Francis the Mute. It came out in 2005. He played drums on that album, and it's fucking phenomenal. Check it out. It's called Francis the Mute by the Mars Volta, and John Theodore is the, is the drummer on that. But anyway, on this, he teamed up with Zach De La Roca from Rage Against the Machine, and it's a, it's, it's a great pairing. It's more stripped down. Um, there's actually some like keyboards on this. Um, really cool. Similar vibe with Rage Against the Machine. Um, this is a little more hip-hop than it is like kind of rock. Um, but really good blend. Uh, the drumming on this song especially, the song is called Last Letter, is great. It's definitely the standout song for me. And, I mean, personally, I'd say for most people who would listen to this EP, it's a, like a five-song EP. Um, and just the way he flows through the song with his drumming, the accents, it really stands out to me. And then there's a, there's a part, it's like the bridge going into the last verse. His drum fills sound so tight and so good. 
I find myself air drumming to that more than any other song in the past like couple of years. It's so it's such a tight song and such a good drumming song. You gotta check the song out. It's called Last Letter. It's by One Day as a Lion. They only did this. It was like a side project thing. One of the better side side projects though, in my opinion. They just put out this one EP. I think it came out like two thousand eight. I uh, wish they had a little bit more more music, but love this EP and this song Last Letter by One Day as a Lion. Gotta check it out. Uh, All right. So that's it, everybody. We done did it. We survived. Oh, wow. A little over 30 minutes. A little over 30 minutes. Anyway, this is session 11. This is the True Blue podcast. I am your host, Zachary Sucardi. Again, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Podcast True Blue. Really good to be here with everyone. I hope you guys stay safe. Have a happy St. Patty's Day, and I will catch up with you guys next week. Peace.